This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley, of course, with me. He'll be uh, jumping on in a few minutes. And we appreciate everyone who subscribes, follows the podcast, everywhere you get your podcast. And, of course, our YouTube page right here, the 94 WIP YouTube page. Uh, leave a rating, leave a review for the show where you get your podcasts. Leave a comment in the uh, in the section where you leave a review. Tucker and I will jump in. I saw a couple this weekend that we could talk about it and hit on the show. So leave a, a comment, leave a question, and Tucker and I will hit it on an upcoming episode as we get closer to one of my favorite stretches of, of the sports calendar, which is the end of August, early September, October, when football is back and baseball comes down the stretch. And it's a, it's a huge series for the Phillies this week. We'll talk a lot about against Gabe Kapler's Giants. And the reason it's such a big series is because the Phillies continue to stumble over themselves over the last week, two and five, their last seven games now, after that great week they had, you know, starting with the Trey Turner ovation and the performance they had against the Royals and the Nationals. Great week for the Phillies. And the, the schedule was all there for them and more home games than road games. And it looked like they were going to really take charge and maybe pull away significantly from a, a pretty mediocre field in the NL wildcard race. And then they lose the last two against Minnesota. And they split in, in Toronto. And they go to Washington before heading to Williamsport for the Little League Classic. And they lose two out of three of the Nats. And really uninspiring fashion on Friday, uninspiring fashion last night, a little comeback in the ninth inning, but not enough when you're down four runs. And the Phillies really have had such a strange season. And I'm at the point now with about seven weeks to go in the year where I'm comfortable saying, I don't know what this team is. I mean, I could look at the standings. I could look at the stats. I could tell you they're 10 games over 500 with a plus 40 something run differential. And you'd say, that's pretty good. Probably on pace for 86, 87 wins. It's, it's, pretty good. And it likely will make the playoffs with the current NL field they're in. But it's very odd how the Phillies have gotten here. You know, you you could break the schedule down any way you want. But if you look at the Phillies schedule, they were 25 and 30 through the month of June, through the month of May. Okay. They were poor baseball team the first couple months. And then they went on a blitz for about six weeks and Probably the best record in baseball, if not the second best record behind Atlanta. I mean, they you look at the record, it was unbelievable for the next six weeks. You know, that sweep they had in Tampa, Nola throwing a gem on, on July 4th. And then they come home after the All-Star break, take three out of four against the Padres. They win the first one against the Brewers. 
And they sat there at that moment, and they were 27-12 and 12 over a 39-game stretch. And, in fact, I think if you kind of play with the, the timeline on this a little bit, you can make your own splits, right? You can choose, pick and choose when you want to define their season. But I believe they fell to 25-32 and 32 on June 2nd, which means they went 27-10 and 10 in a 37-game period from then on out, you know, into the middle of July. Well, since then, since the middle of July – they're 15 and 15. So however you want to move the numbers around, they were below average for the first couple of months. And then however you want to frame it, they got red hot. I mean, they got super red hot for the month of June into the middle of July. They, they were as good as any team in baseball. And since then, against what really has been a relatively light schedule, they have played 500 baseball. And they have kicked away the chance to really pull away and give themselves an opportunity in the month of September to fully set up playoff rotation. I mean, the Phillies have kind of acted as if they're, they're in the playoffs anyway, and, and they might be. But, you know, they, they could have had a chance here to treat September like the Braves will treat September. In, in essence, they could have. If the Phillies played better, they could have had a seven-game lead on the NL wildcard teams to where they could have treated September with rest, with preparation, with experimenting bullpen or starter for some guys like Ranger who now is on the shelf or Lorenzo, whatever. The, the way the Braves can handle September, the way the Dodgers have handled Septembers in years past, where they rest guys, phantom ILs, all those kind of things could have been at the Phillies' disposal, and it's not right now. I mean, we, we could sit here and say baseball reference says 90% for the playoffs, and that's what they say. We go to fan graphs, and I'm sure they have them at a very high percentage, and we could talk about the likelihood to make the playoffs, which is very high. But the reality is they're not super penciled in to where they want to be right now. And the reality is the Giants are coming in here. They called up the best left-handed pitching prospect in baseball for a Tuesday's game. And they're trying to come win the series and give themselves a chance to take the number one wild card seed and of course home field advantage in the um in the first round. So so what I've come to determine with the Phillies and and the word I'll use and I'll, I'll throw it at Tucker in a few minutes to give give us a word, you know, when I say 2023 Phillies, what's the word that comes to your mind? The word I have is they're a mirage. You think there's something, but they're not really that. Like early on, if you took the blinders off, you had to say this is not a very good baseball team. They weren't pitching particularly well. They weren't hitting particularly well. They didn't run the bases particularly well. They didn't play defense particularly well. It was like, man, they're not a very good baseball team. That was pretty clear if you were viewing it through less than emotional lens. Well, then guess what? You, you kind of smudged your glass a little bit and looked up. Actually, maybe they're not bad. They're actually good now. And that may have taken a couple of weeks to accept, but they were. However, you want to slice the cake 27 and 12, 27 and 10. That's remarkable baseball for a period of six weeks. And that's what they were. They were for, for a, a blip, but that's a pretty big blip considering October is, is less than that. And we know what they did last October. They were dominant. Their pitching was on an incredible roll, they played better defense. They recalibrated their, their their lineup to where they wanted it to be. And all of a sudden, this thing popped for about six weeks. And since then, after they kind of dug themselves out of the mud, they have been very mediocre. And for every game you feel good, there's another one you feel like, ah, I don't know about that. And, and there's been little cracks here and there. Nola hasn't been very good all season. The bullpen has had like two or three reliable guys and the rest have been very hit or miss and guys you don't really trust out there, even if they give top or decent innings. The defense has gotten better, but 
it's still not perfect because Bryce Harper can't play first base every day. And as we saw Friday, he's still learning to play first base. So there's a, there's a lot there. They go on these ridiculous hot and cold streaks, all these hitters, but then collectively they do it as well, where it's like, man, they have a week, although I still may be believing deep down that that week I was out uh, and I was in, in Disney World, that that great week, that maybe it didn't really happen. I think you guys just made it up and, and tried to trick me when I got back, but whatever. They have a great week. They all get hot. Castellanos is hot in a bunch of home runs. Trey Turner, who's been relatively hot since the ovation a couple weeks ago, he gets hot, but then he goes cold. Like it, It's been all year. So it's kind of bizarre to watch a team that I think we all look at, and I certainly looked at before the season, and I said, on paper, this there's 90 wins here. There is. And I think I said 91 before the year. Reese Hoskins goes down. However you want to frame what that meant, what that is, is that is, is Reese Hoskins out worth three wins? Maybe. So, okay. So you kind of recalibrate the numbers in your head. But I think we looked at this team and said, they're good. There's no question they're good. And yet every other day, we start to question if they're good or not. And this is a major homestand they have right now. Nine games, Giants, Cardinals, and the slumping and kind of really mediocre Angels. None of these teams are very good. The Phillies should be better than all these teams. On paper, they're better than all these teams. Giants are the only one right now that is you know, kind of even with them in terms of record. They're way better than the Cardinals, and they should be way better than the, than the Los Angeles Angels who have just gone the tank since trading for Giolito and keeping Shohei and, and trying to go for the playoffs. So one of the advantages the Phillies seemingly had as we looked at the schedule and you looked at all the, the different machinations and why they were a very likely playoff team coming out of the All-Star break. One of them was strength of schedule was in their favor. The other one was they had way more home games than road games. Well, those advantages really were concentrated in the month of August. Once we get to September, that's really no longer the case. I do think that the very end of September, if the Phillies desperately need wins, just like last year, which they might, is advantageous because they get a lot of Mets, Pirates, Mets, and the Mets are way worse than anyone anticipated them being uh, when the season began and obviously trading away Scherzer and Verlander. But the, the bulk of the reason that it was very easy to believe in the Phillies in the second half and to bet on them in the second half was schedule is lighter and a lot more home games than road games. Well, after this week, that advantage really dissipates because they have nine home games this week. And I think after that, it's basically dead even. The month of September will be dead even home and road. So they'll catch up. They'll, they'll finish out the extra home games this week, which means they need a six and three. The Phillies need a six and three on this homestand to kind of erase the 15 and 15 in their last 30 and to make that advantage that was talked about a lot actually mean meaningful. And the other thing that will change is the, the strength of schedule. I think right now, based on today, uh, last time I looked, Earlier this morning, the Phillies have the 11th toughest strength of schedule left in Major League Baseball. And my guess is when they are done with the Cardinals and the Angels, that will just get more towards top 10, you know, because they're going to face two losing teams in the next nine games at home. So you look to the month of, of September and there's tougher games in there. They're going to face the Milwaukee Brewers. They're going to face the Braves. You know, they're going to have teams in the Marlins again. who are right behind them in the wild card race they're going to have more difficult teams to face in the month of September. So I think that will dissipate this idea that they have a very easy schedule. They really don't. 11th easiest, or excuse me, 11th toughest right now. And then the home and road thing is going to flip as well.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tucker, the word I would use is, is the Phillies are a mirage. Every time you think you kind of know what you're seeing, you kind of squint again, and, and you don't. What are you feeling after a weekend where crazy comeback Saturday, Trey Turner's two home runs in one inning, which was – I mean, that, that's rare to see that, obviously. And, um, and they win that game, but then they go out last night and just, they don't do anything. Yeah, it, it's so weird watching this team because it still feels like at times they have that World Series hangover that we kind of attributed their, their early season – troubles with and you, you kind of watch them on a day-to-day basis and it's very you know confounding watching them I think that's the word I would probably use because I, I just don't know what this team is much like you I, I and I, I think they they are this team over 162 they're missing a big part of the middle of their lineup in Reese Hoskins like you kind of watch them play games like last night and you think man like having him you know whether he'd be batting you know two three four five in the lineup just having him in that lineup it would make a, a world of difference for a team that's struggling right now. But I also look at it and, you know, the two things I thought that carried the Phillies through October last year was their power offensively and the top of their starting rotation. Like they needed what, 11 games to, to get to the world series, you know, to, to run through the national league, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nolan, Ranger Suarez started like eight of those 11 games. And the way those three guys have pitched and Suarez is on the IL right now, I don't know if I'm necessarily confident in them mowing down opponents like they did a year ago, or are they really, you know, the fact that they didn't have any other starters behind them besides Kyle Gibson and Noah, Noah, uh, Noah Syndergaard, they were able to, to ride those three guys. And, you know, they kind of ran out of luck at the end, but I don't feel confident riding three, those three guys right now. And you see offensive performances like you saw last night and, and really much of last week. And I don't really trust this offense to carry them the way they did last year either. I mean, they aren't hitting home runs like they did a year ago. They don't really have anybody in this starting lineup right now with an OPS over 800. Like, I think Brandon Marsh might still be the only one whose OPS is over 800. And and this is a team with five guys in their starting lineup making 20 plus million dollars. Like, that's just not acceptable. So even if they do find their way into the postseason, which I, I still think they will, and the way they kind of backed in last year, think has a lot of people thinking well even if they struggle like they did in september a year ago they'll, they'll still find a way they'll still be able to figure things out and i think their seven of their last 10 games are against the mets who have really packed it in so so that certainly helps but i think if we do get to october the two things that we pointed to last year and said, well those are the two keys that was the recipe for success it doesn't exist anymore like, like this is a completely different team than they were last october that they are and the th- it's, it's funny you mentioned the Hoskins thing we've talked about it all year the Phillies rank 14th in home runs as a team and if you add 20 to their total which I think it, it'd be fair to say Hoskins had about 20 home runs and this one maybe 22 maybe 18 but he'd be in that range 20 home runs they'd be about seventh in home runs which is about where they were last year like a top 10 home run hitting team they they miss him I mean they they really they miss Reese Hoskins he, he's the kind of guy that maybe last night hits a solo home run in the third inning and then that comeback in the ninth inning is is different because instead of being down four, they're down three. Who, who knows? But 
Yeah, I, I still think the Phillies are going to make the playoffs. I have felt all year that it's not as 100% as so many do out there because, you know, the other teams this wildcard race did have a lot of down over the last month, and they're not buried yet. Like, the Phillies aren't five or six or seven games clear of everybody else. So they're going to have to fight for this. I would guess they're going to get in because they probably have enough to get in, but it has been a weird team. Tucker calls them confounding. I, I call them a mirage. Every time you think you know what you're seeing, it changes and changes drastically from bad to amazing to average. And anything you paint for me, if you tell me right now, Joe, the next seven weeks, they're going to play really good baseball. They're going to make the playoffs with eight or seven or eight games to spare. They're in. I'd say, all right, you, you, might, you, know, you could be right. And if you tell me they're going to need to go to the final series of the season to get in, I would believe that. And if you tell me in October they get on another run, they beat the Cubs or the Giants in the first round, and they go and they knock off the Braves, who they've played well. They, they, they always seem to play pretty tight with the Braves. It wouldn't shock me, and they're back in the NLCS playing the Dodgers. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But if you tell me they go home in two games in the first round because the Giants come in here and pitch well, or they have to go to San Francisco and the Giants just outpitch them with – openers and gave that's a million guys you know in and out of the bullpen and they and they beat them three to two and and three to one that wouldn't surprise me that, that this season has been so topsy-turvy and and they haven't shown for a long stretch that they're anything more than what they are you know you know what you think they are or you don't think they are they just changed so suddenly it's been about a month now a very Blah baseball. Does it change? Does home stand it better? Because otherwise, that scheduling advantage, it's not going to be there in September for them. Appreciate everyone watching, subscribing, listening to the show. Leave a comment, leave a review. Five stars are always the best kind of reviews, but leave whatever you want to say. Tucker and I will, will take your comment and your question and talk about the show. Appreciate everyone listening and following and subscribing and watching WIP Daily. Thanks. We'll talk tomorrow.